Hello and welcome to the Football Heavy Podcast, a divisional round playoff episode. I am Ant. He's Matt. We're here to talk about football. Giants hired a GM. Yes, they did. Like we were talking about, uh, I believe this guy's a former Bills front office guy. Bills assisted GM Joe Shane. Uh, for the next six months, many people in New York will call him Joe Shown because um, <laughs> of the spelling. But, yeah, uh, sure. It's apparently Joe Shane. I was calling him Joe Shone until I heard it pronounced yeah, myself. I, actually, I would um, just by looking at how it's spelled, I yes. probably would. Plus, too. this is a New York market, um, New York Philly market. Um, you know, uh, this is Jewish spelling. You assume it's pronounced like a Jewish name, um, but it's not. It's apparently Shane, and that's Midwestern. Who would have thought? Um, I don't have an opinion on the hire because I don't know whether or not John Mara is going to get the hell out of the way. <laughs> if John Mara gets the hell out of the way, then let's hope they got the right guy. Um, all reports are that he's going to get out of the way, but um, I, you know, let's see that happen first. Um, because he clearly puppeteered this mess that we've been dealing with since, I would say, since 2016 when the team had a little life injected into it. Um, and a very correct Ben McAdoo said after the 10 in whatever season, 11 and 5, whatever they went, uh, Eli doesn't have it anymore. We need to start thinking about a replacement. Uh, maybe we should draft this kid Mahomes. And uh, John Maris said, no, Eli Manning is a, still a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, wow. Right? Right? Right. <laughs> Turn, they wouldn't have got Mahomes anyway because they picked late in that first round because they made the playoffs. But, uh, boy, does that look bad. Um, I, in general, like the hire, but I don't know. You can certainly be encouraged by the hire. But why? Like, I'm not saying it's a bad hire. but uh, List off a couple things. Okay, go ahead. Young guy, first and foremost. Like it. Presumably one who embraces analytics. Got to like that. Let's hope. Right. Um, coming from an organization that has really turned itself around in recent years. And seems very progressive since the McDermott yes. hire, which I don't know where Shane came from in relation to the McDermott and, and uh, Brandon Bean hires. Um, but I'm going to assume that he's been there for most, if not all, of the uh, turnaround, the Buffalo turnaround. Um, in general, I, I sure, but... Until I see something that suggests that we're not status quo, I refuse to be optimistic about this. They're still run by someone thinking like it's the 1980s. And I get it. They were, the Giants were great in the 80s, but uh, that it's not how it works anymore. Even a New York Post article that I saw uh, like an hour ago that said uh, Giants hire Shane with Parcells' seal of approval or something. <laughs> Right? <laughs> God. Get away from that. It's <laughs> over. Yeah, I mean, my God. The bear, the Bears do not consult George Hallis. <laughs> well, grand, his, his granddaughter does own the team. Um, but uh, <laughs> stop, please. Um, yeah, that's just so unnecessary. It, it feels like pandering. And that's the New York Post, and that's a newspaper devoid of the Giants, right? Does it mean anything? Probably not. But doesn't it? I mean, that image has been seeped so deep into the culture of the Giants that it seems impossible to get away from the idea that we're just going to continue to talk about um, what we used to do rather than what's going to make us successful going forward. I mean, if you look at the NFL from now, from when the Giants won their last Super Bowl 11 years ago, um, 
right off the bat, the most glaring change is that you can't actually play physical defense anymore. Mm. Once you take that off the table, you you have to stop talking about building that kind of team. You have to because the league literally won't let you play that way. Um, if Shane does some version of what was going on in Buffalo, and I don't mean building the exact same team. I simply mean bringing in um, the type of personnel and players that are built to play on a team like Buffalo's then maybe we've got something here. We still have a whole host of problems. Saquon Barkley uh, dances out of open holes to run into uh, filled ones. <laughs> Daniel Jones can't read defenses, and the offensive line is as bad as it's been for the last five years. So, I would be curious to know what his opinion of <clears throat> Daniel Jones is. I what the plan is for Daniel Jones and picks five and seven. I think the coach will have a bigger say in what happens with Jones than not that the GM obviously the GM's got to say he's going to be setting that fifty three right but the coach probably the the GM absolutely but the, what I mean is the coach that gets hired is going to have say and I can work with Daniel Jones or I'd prefer not to right like I think that um, everyone keeps saying they're going to hire Brian Dable because obviously the Buffalo connection. I actually think Brian Flores has become the favorite um, mm. based on everything that I'm reading. Apparently, the Maras want him bad, which I hate. And I like <laughs> Brian Flores. Like, I, I think Brian Flores is an excellent football coach. Something tells me but he's I hate that got the Maras Bill want Parcells him. stamp of approval. Right, uh, and Bill Belichick's, and they keep doing that. Yes. Too. Bill Belichick uh, basically banged the table for Joe Judge, um, and that's fine. Joe Judge was probably a great uh, coach and special teams coordinator in the Patriots and Alabama's facility, but he didn't have uh, Bill Belichick or Nick Saban checking his work when he was the head coach of the New York Giants. So, whatever. Flores is not Joe Judge. I like Flores. I think Flores is a good football coach. I think he's going to get a head coaching job somewhere, and if it's the Giants, yeah. I actually will like it. Just don't like that the, the Maris want him or sound <laughs> like they want him. I hate that because they've been wrong about everything. They haven't been right about shit yet. Um, basically since, what, the leftover team of Ernie Accorsi. Well, Jerry Reese built whatever. I'm bitter. I don't <laughs> expect much to come of this. Um, but it is a uh, necessary step forward if Mara and Tish get the hell out of the way, which all reports are saying they're going to. Um, T's and P's to the Eagle fans. Yeah. Uh, they got the beating that most probably expected. We certainly thought it was more likely than any uh, alternative. Yeah, it didn't make it any less disappointing. Oh, for, yeah, it had, to, it had to be painful as hell. And I texted you during the game and said all the things that we talked about them yeah. needing to do to have a chance, they did none of. No. They didn't do anything that they – and they didn't They didn't really try to do it. I was. They had, like, I think it was 12 or 11 rushing attempts <sighs> towards the end of the first half, and Jalen Hurts had thrown the ball 24 times. Right? Like – I get that was my biggest fear that they would regress back to yep. the play calling and the offensive team that they were not only the first time they played the Bucks, but really what felt like weeks two through eight or whatever it was before they found their identity as a rushing team. And um, I know what Miles Sanders led all running backs with seven carries. Not enough. Uh, Jordan terrible. Jordan Howard didn't get a carry. He was probably the best pure between the tackles runner on the team this year. 
that also feels problematic. Um, if not him, then well, uh, I would between the tackles, I, I would still probably give it to Sanders because I like how quick he is through the hole. But shoot, Boston Scott had had one carry, took it for a thirty-four yard touchdown, and I mean it was late, but they just. They didn't run the ball well enough. They threw way too much. Jalen Hurts had a bad game. The defense was disappointing definitely early. Uh, they really didn't turn it around until I fired my defensive jersey on, forced a couple three and outs, but by then it was too late. And then once once Hurts threw that interception before half, when they were down seven, They had momentum prior to that. And you know what? If they get a score to close the half, they get the ball back. And if they happen to put up another one on the ensuing drive, they're up 17-10. Or no, they're well, yeah, there's the score is 17-10, the score is 17-14. You still have a shot, but you throw that late pick, they go to the half, they can't do anything coming out of the half, and um really the the icing on the cake is the Jalen Rager muff. I was saying this to the people that I was watching the game with that I didn't want him returning punts in that game because it's just too costly, too high, uh, high leverage of a scenario for a guy who can't field punts cleanly. He's proven that and had him out there, muffed a punt, and uh, turned into turn. I mean, turned into a touchdown. Every they were bad across the board, all three phases, not good enough offense not good enough defense the same special teams it was all bad and it was too bad because you can't help but be excited and you can't help but hope to put up a better showing against um playoff caliber teams but if i had told you what in august september when we were talking about the outlook for this season that the eagles would make the playoffs and get bounced in the first round just that if i just said that i mean you would have taken that eight days a week we were talking about the eagles having five six wins yeah we were and they and i would they looked like that team in september and october they looked like a five six win team yeah so the fact that they figured it out they got hot um they made a run i mean this team was not built Mm -mm. to win or even make a super bowl i i no one believed that probably least of all the Eagles front office themselves, but they they made the most out of what they had. They've got a lot of young talent to build around. Um, I, there's no reason to not be optimistic with the Eagles now. There's a lot of moving parts. What is the, like, for instance, you're a very veteran offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Kelsey retiring? Is uh, Brandon it's Brooks to be determined. coming back? Is Lane Johnson Brandon getting Brooks, cut? Brooks is not coming back. Is Lane Johnson getting cut? No, absolutely not. Um in terms of that older offensive line, which you highlighted, really the right side right. of that offensive line, uh, Brooks not coming back. Um, he has not had a healthy year since 2017. What, I think he played He played in two games this year, missed, I want to say, all of the year before? I mean, he's just... He's not going to he's not going to return and actually there's something that I've wondered about with him specifically is in week 2 of this year 
he went out with a pec strain. And that's typically like a eight to 10 week injury. He never returned. And I don't really know why. Part of me thinks that they didn't want to risk his health in the, uh, in the hopes to possibly trade him in the off season. What's his contract like? It's pretty steep. Uh, I want to say his cap hit is definitely north of 12 mil. Who's going to take that on though for a guy who can't stay healthy? They're, they're going to cut him. I think so. Um, um, on to Kelsey. I'm not sure where if he stays or goes. He would. It, it's really a question of does he retire or does he return. It wouldn't be a matter of him of going to another team, um, right? Funny enough, apparently, from what I read, head coach Nick Sirianni sent him two kegs of beer uh, in an effort to retain him. <laughs> in an effort to retain him, which I just happen to love. I'm sure he appreciated that. Don't know how much that will sway him, but it certainly shouldn't. But <laughs> love the gesture. Love the gesture. Um, and then, and then Lane Johnson. He's he's bound to be back, no doubt about it. He's not that old. No, I think he's uh, he's probably thirty, maybe thirty one. He'll t- maybe turn thirty one this well, year. Lyman play into their mid thirties all the time, and he's obviously a high end one when healthy. So, if you're the Eagles, I mean, they talk about left tackle as the um, book end position that you need to have, but I would argue right tackle is just as important. You look at teams that you know are in a position to win and lose either of their tackles or both the Chiefs last Super Bowl. Mm, that killed them. That sunk them. Yeah, they, they didn't have a shot in a game that they should have been competitive in. Mm-hmm. Um, those offensive tackles are particularly important, and you could take the current iteration of the Giants. Now, Andrew Thomas missed a lot of time this year, but when Andrew Thomas played, he was really, really good. The other four linemen were not. But you probably could have survived what was going on in the middle if you had a competent right tackle. Most of the Giants' plays that were – I mean, if you get pushed up, if any team can get a push up the middle. You get a push up the <laughs> middle, you're probably going to blow the play up. But that's a lot harder to do when there's guards and center and a center that can help one another. Mm-hmm. How many times I saw Nate Solder basically do his best impression of a turnstile this year? <laughs> um, enough to make your head spin. And every time that that happened, it either forced, uh, what, a bad decision or a throwaway, or it was a sack that blew the mm. whole play up. Um it's important, and that's why I think the Giants have the real deal on Andrew Thomas at left tackle. They have nothing at right tackle. Matt Parrott, if he's not good enough to beat out Nate Solder, then he's obviously not good enough to play right tackle in the NFL because Nate Solder was horrendous this year. Let me see what you got at uh, right tackle in the draft at 5 or 7. Yes. Or, or you know, what, Iquanu mm-hmm. at 5, Lindebaum at 7, throw him at right guard, left guard, don't care which. Goodness, that's looking like yeah. a real offensive line. Um, talking about three out of five positions that you spent a premium pick on. And Blue chip talent. And Thomas, I would, I mean, he's got to stay healthy and he's got to do it consistently. But the steps that he took the second half, was, and he had a horrible start to his rookie year, but the, the second half of his rookie year where he became very, very, very serviceable. And then he was essentially a lockdown left tackle when playing this season. But the other four guys were... Mm just bad so but even when he was playing it made a difference because it allowed them to slide protection in another direction he was taking one-on-one uh blocking assignments with the team's best or second best pass rusher no help needed and he was holding up like you would want any bookend left tackle to hold up so that's encouraging um the giants could do so much 
with these two picks. I don't hate the idea of getting a Rodgers or a Wilson with them or someone. There is no one else of that caliber. It's Rodgers or Wilson. Yeah. No one else is going to be available. Um, and it's debatable whether or not either of them are going to be available. But if you're going to go out for one of those two, I get it. I would prefer Wilson because of the longevity. Mm -hmm. Rodgers is not long for the NFL. No. And I don't mean that he's going to retire this year. He could. I don't mean he's going to retire after next year. But if Aaron Rodgers is still playing football in three years, I'll be very surprised. And it's a lot. You're giving up a lot of draft picks for that. Matt Stafford's going to play for another five years easy. Um, Russell Wilson's going to play for another five years easy. So when you make those big trades for a quarterback like that who is over 30, at least you know you've got some longevity there. Sure. Rodgers, I mean, if he takes too much COVID flack, he might say, oh, <laughs> don't need this, I'm out. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't blame him. Why? He's 40, he's done yeah. as much as he could possibly want. He clearly still wants to win, though. Um, and he himself said that it's not so much like that. Someone was speculating, it wasn't Rodgers, someone was speculating that Brady might leave after this season, not because he's, I did see that. he's tired of winning, but because losing is harder for him. Like, he's, he's more hurt from losing. And apparently, when that happens, and with, with players or coaches at, at that level, that's when it's time to get out. Because if you can't put the loss behind you and move on, then you're not going to improve. You're not going to make the necessary adjustments. You're just going to dwell on the losses. Mm. Now, whether or not Tom Brady's doing this, who the hell knows, That does right? surprise me. It's, it's, that all sounds I weird. would have thought a bigger factor would have been the family. Being away from them, wanting yeah. to be a presence in their lives because they're getting older. Yeah, his kids are probably pushing middle school age, yeah, schoolish age. Um, yeah, I mean, what if he the second he wants to go? Not he's to mention go. some pressure from Giselle. I doubt she cares. I think I got to imagine that she's probably like a little bit peeved. She's like, "When is this guy gonna hang it up?" I actually, so if I. Everyone hates Tom Brady, but I believe that he is as genuine as it can be when he talks about how he he just likes competing, right? Oh, yeah. So if he is able to convey that to you and I, who have never met him, never will meet him, will definitely never spend any significant time with him, right? <laughs> sure. It's probably pretty damn easy for him to convey that to his wife, his family, his kids, his parents, whoever, that he's literally, like, he he's a square peg going into a square hole. Mm. He's found... Exactly what he wants to do. So as long as he wants to do it, he wants to keep doing it. And anyone who would, you know, be close to him would obviously encourage him to do that as long as he's healthy and capable. Um, I I don't think I don't think Brady retires after this year. Maybe if they win, maybe. But if they lose, he's going to sign another two year deal. He's going <laughs> to run it back, and maybe he'll go well, if he, they win next year. If if they lose, I don't see him retiring. If they win, I think it's a fifty fifty. I mean, I'll have eight then. Um, but the more he wins, the less likely someone ever catches him. So who the hell knows? Um, and there's a chance he doesn't come back to Tampa. I, I know no one's talking about it. but Wow. I was actually thinking earlier today that it did surprise me a little that he, and maybe his agent put feelers out there, but didn't try to go to San Francisco. Uh, supposedly, I thought he, I heard that he did. Oh. He was annoyed that he was told uh -huh. that Garoppolo was their guy. Yeah. And now, San Francisco had just gone to a Super Bowl with Garoppolo. Yeah. He had led them there. He is a good quarterback. He's not Tom Brady. Mm, um, sure. Right? Not even close. Um, 
apparently he was annoyed that San Francisco basically picked Garoppolo mm-hmm. over him. Oh, yeah, I bet. Um, and his uh, alleged reaction was, you're picking my backup yeah. over me. Oh, uh, I'm sure I, he So was he apparently lobbied for San Seething. Fran. Now, this is all conjecture, but there's probably something to it. But they, they I, I mean, we remember the, the sweepstakes, the quote-unquote sweepstakes. They were never even uh, mentioned as a yeah. real destination. They didn't really put out a feeler. So um, they definitely, whether or not Brady was interested, who knows, but they definitely chose Garoppolo because they didn't mm-hmm. pursue Brady in any um, – significant fashion and i don't blame san francisco for that they're still they could win the super bowl this year would it be surprising sure would it be super shocking hell no that team is really good i think that we got the best iteration of the final eight teams that we could have hoped for um for this upcoming weekend from from a pure competition standpoint i think you're right uh dallas dallas would have been good in tampa and then rams niners but I'm sorry, Rams, uh, Packers, but I the Niners are an exciting team, and the Cowboys are not. They're boring. They've been boring since Thanksgiving when they somehow lost to the Raiders. Um, I, I, Dallas probably would have been fine, too, but now you get the Rams-Tampa, which I think is a great matchup. 49ers-Packers has been historically a great playoff matchup, plus... The Niners are hot. They're your darlings of of the underdog that yes. every year doesn't mean they're going to the Super Bowl. But every year there's that one team that gets hot and is legitimately good enough to make a run. And I thought it was San Francisco in September that they would be good enough to make a deep playoff run. Um, I love what the Bengals are doing right now. Everyone's sleeping on the Titans, but they're real good too. Derrick Henry is a confirmed start. For Saw t- that for tomorrow at four thirty, which changes everything. I would be picking the Bengals, no problem, um, if Henry wasn't playing. But Henry is playing and starting, which tells you that more than likely this dude's getting twenty touches and Derrick, oh. Hen- like minimum. Yeah, and Derrick Henry getting twenty touches is, whew, that's like anyone else getting double. Like it, it changes everything with the way the Tennessee's going to run their game plan. And they now they have a healthy Julio Jones and AJ Brown. So the team that they imagined on the field all year that they couldn't get on the field all year, that they still had a number one seed with, is now ready to go for the playoffs. Tennessee's as dangerous as any team the same way that, what, the 49ers, Rams, Packers, any of these eight teams, I would say the Bengals are probably my least likely to make the Super Bowl at this point. But Burrow and Chase are hot, and those things matter. I just think they don't have enough on defense. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at these matchups right now. And I just really love how they fell. I yeah, I do too. I think that the one bummer, if there is one, is that the Bills and Chiefs will play each other this round rather than that potentially being an AFC championship yeah. game. However, I do believe that if it was somehow reversed and one of them was playing the Titans and one of them was playing the Bengals, course there's a chance the titans and or Bengals could win those games but you, you'd be picking chiefs and bills sure. probably in any of those matchups because they've got they've got the juice they've got the quarterback um since he might have the quarterback too but um boy do those two teams have championship pedigrees and i know the bills haven't done it yet but they're they're built to do it now wait a minute the it was bills chiefs in afc a- championship last year yes and correct me if i'm wrong but didn't the chiefs the Chiefs also knocked out the Bills 
the year before that. But was that in the divisional round? I believe, yeah, it wasn't the AFC Championship game. It was the I think it was the divisional round. Well, that was two years ago. Yeah. No. Yes. It was Titans and uh, Chiefs in the AFC Championship game that year. The wild card round, the Titans beat the Pats. Oh, right. And that was I don't know if the Bills made the playoffs that year. The Bills may not have made the playoffs two years ago. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think they did. I'm trying to remember who the other wild card team was. Because the Titans went up to uh, Foxborough, and that was Tom Brady's last game as a Pat. And who the heck was the 4 or 5 that year? I'm not going to remember. But no. It, it wasn't the Bills. That were the five C. I don't think it was. Now, now you got me second guessing myself, but I don't think they did because remember, Josh Allen was pretty mediocre his first two years with you know he had the flashes of this guy might be really good, and then last year the twenty twenty season he mm-hmm. really turned it on. Yes, in a way that you know you kind of yeah. So came maybe out of yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they didn't make it because we're talking about oh, oh god, are we talking twenty nineteen season into the twenty twenty January February? Okay. Um, yeah, I can't place it. I can't either. Uh, but let me quick process. What did the Steelers and Ravens do that year? Oh, that was Lamar Jackson. That uh, was the one seed. The Chiefs were the two seed. Mm. Um, so who the hell? The Titans beat the Ravens. Who did the Chiefs play? Chief Texans. The Texans were your four seed. Oh goodness. Um, and oh, that's right. They beat and, the and Colts. they got off to they, an, they the got Colts. out to an early lead against the. The Chiefs. Uh, I guess the Chiefs, and yes. then the Chiefs came rolling back. Oh, man. The Texans uh, handily beat the Colts in the wild card round mm. in 20. So, yeah, there were no Bills in the playoffs that year. How quickly we forget how good the Texans were. Yeah. I, I thought that they had the, the, the stuff that we think the Bills and the Chiefs have right now, and it turns out they just had a toxic head coach and a roster that was hanging on by a thread <laughs> um, with, with a generational quarterback who hates being on the team. <laughs> um, who – May also be toxic. Yes, who may also be <laughs> certainly to the staff, maybe not his teammates, but definitely to the to the training staff. Definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I like these matchups um, because I think Titans Bengals is a better game for the fact that neither of those teams are playing the Chiefs or Bills. Yes. Um, and then next week you can say that the winner of Chiefs Bills is going to be the favorite. Hell, they probably will be, but. They might not even be the home team, and even if yeah. they, even if they are um, home or away, the team that comes out of Bengals Titans is likely going to be feeling pretty good about that. Yeah. Uh, the Titans beat the Chiefs and the Bills this year. The Titans messed the Bills up last year. Remember Derrick Henry making Josh Norman look like a puppet? Oh yeah, threw him like a rag doll. Yeah, Henry changes him. everything in a way that only October uh, remembers because he is whew, Game changing. I uh, if Henry wasn't playing, I think I'd be picking the Bengals in this game. But I'm I'm probably going to be taking the Titans in Titans Bengals because Tennessee is very good across the roster. They're not as good as the Bengals on offense in general. But Henry takes over games, and I just if it's close, which Tennessee's defense is good enough to keep it close, I'm not. Maybe Burrow is and. Either one of AJ Brown or Julio Jones could 
take over a game yes. in the passing game. Julio, I think, is less likely to. He's looking his age lately. But A.J. Brown was taking over games as recently yeah. as three, four weeks ago. Uh, he, but I could still... But even it could though, happen. Even though Julio is in decline, you could still see a wild 10-catch game for 110 yards. You definitely could. You you absolutely could. I'm, I'm not completely writing him off, but, I mean, he got his first touchdown of the year last week. He only had 100-yard <laughs> game the entire season. It wasn't last week. Um, so, it, it again. Wait. It, it, he had a 100-yard game like in week three or four. No, 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 but his touchdown was what the final week of the season. I'm sorry, two weeks ago, yes, because yeah. they were obviously on bye. The Bengals' secondary is really good, too. The Bengals' defense isn't bad, but it's not a consistently high-end defense. How are they against the run? I don't think they're very good. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just have a feeling that... King Henry's going to roll. He's going to be just a battering and, and, ram. And he might, and then, if he's healthy. Go on. Yeah. I was gonna, if he's healthy, which let's assume he is. Yeah. It's not guaranteed, but it's probably a pretty good bet. Them legs are fresh. Yeah, sure. And he, like, there are guys when they just get on the field or the court or the diamond and you're like this dude is just a cut above that is derrick henry so if he's right in a game that matters hard to pick against him that is the x factor that the titans needed they probably know it um you know what he might be ragged on deandre baker in this (laughs) game Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a minute. No, wait. He's on the... No, DeAndre Baker's a chief. Oh, no. I'm, okay. Thinking, uh, what? I guess Chidobia Uzie. But uh, Uzie who's, who's and the others? Uh, Eli Apple. That's who it is. Yeah, That's Eli who it Apple. is. Eli Apple's prime for a bruising. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bruise that fruit. Um, I'm taking the Titans in a close one. Probably one score, but maybe, you know, it's a one-score game late and Henry runs a... 40-yard touchdown in. Mm. He's so good for that. He's just so Just good. a game-breaking long run that you just you just don't expect How, for a man of that size. The, the thing that you find yourself uh, asking, or I think the, the thing you find yourself asking yourself is not, how did he get through all those guys? It's how is he outrunning the guys yeah. 20 yards downfield. But he is. Um, Who he has 40 pounds on. And then the quite easy. 40 pounds easy. And then the question becomes, um, how did this guy last till the second round? <sighs> Off a Heisman year. Uh, you know, the Steelers took Najee Harris in the first round. Mm. The uh, Panthers, Jaguars, Giants. Uh, all recent first round picks of running backs, right? And Derrick Henry somehow falls to the second round. And for the first two years in Tennessee, that was the other even, thing. Can't even get the starting job. Yeah, DeMarco was, Murray was he was handcuffed to DeMarco Murray. At least Murray. that was like, you know, old guy, new guy thing. That one I could kind of get. He's a rookie. You want to have a little thing. This year two, they were like, you're going to split the time with Deion Lewis. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Literally happened. And the first half of the year, Deion Lewis got more touches. And that may yeah. have been Vrabel. Not sure. May not have been Vrabel. Yeah. I think they more than anything they liked the um, Arnold Schwarzenegger Danny DeVito <laughs> Jr. dynamic of that twins. Um, <laughs> there's no nothing about that. Like if you wanted Deion Lewis to be your scat back, sure, go yeah. nuts. But Deion Lewis was getting first and second down touches. <laughs> insane, literally insane. Derrick Henry was on pace to catch seventy balls this year before he got hurt, which is uh, unheard of total for him. Wow, he's usually especially because like it felt like he went out in. 
be, it felt like even like before mid-year. He had like 1,600 yards. I might be exaggerating. But he had over, he had well over 1,000 yards from scrimmage when he went out um, in October, end of October. Um, and it may, I don't know, it may have been 12, 1,300 yards from scrimmage. He had a lot of catches. He had like 30, 35 catches at that point in the season. So, you know, Derrick Henry getting five catches a game, whew, lethal. Everything Derrick Henry does is lethal. Um, and that's why. I like the Bengals. I want to pick the Bengals. I I want I, to pick the Bengals. And I personally want the Bengals to win. Kind of. I don't really care, but sure. I like what Burrow's doing. And if Burrow comes out and wins this game, we might have another, you know, oh, shit, it's another great quarterback in this slew of Allen, Mahomes, mm. Jackson. Herbert looks like – I like everything about Herbert, although he is inconsistent. Um because, I mean, just look at recent first-round quarterback draft picks. You got Burrow and Herbert seeing mm-hmm. draft. Boy, that's something. Tua's clearly not in their class. And then this year, everyone looks like a bum. And then Mac Jones. Mac Jones looks like Mac Jones. So that's, you know, at least he's consistent. Um, everyone else looks like a bum. Jerry's still out on Trey Lance. And I know that Lawrence and Fields will probably be fine. And then from two years ago... Oh, God, that was the Dan- Daniel Jones. Yeah, that was, oh, God. Well, Kyler Murray looks like a superstar, not in the playoffs, but in general. And then Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins, so. Um, since he came up, completely objective opinion, who had a worse game, Kyler Murray or Jalen Hurts? Relative to expectations. Ooh, def- well, relative to expectations, absolutely, Kyler Murray. It's not even close. The Eagles did the thing that they weren't supposed to do with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Kyler Murray just played like shit. And the Rams got on him. Like, it's, you know, it was, oh, game plan was bad or whatever. No, the Rams got on him. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't, um, it wasn't some that That intercept, that pick six he threw was, terrible. was so Wentzian, I could have swore he was wearing 11. He looked like a guy making his first playoff start. Yeah. And, he, and he's still a young quarterback. And Hopkins didn't play in that game. You know, you have a lot of things that leave you wanting to give him a bit of a pass. He doesn't deserve one, but in terms of him, like, long-term, yeah, he's fine. The, the Cardinals are a good team. They're not that old. I know they've got a lot of older pieces. Mm. But they're not that old. They'll be fine. If they lose A.J. Green this offseason, I think they'll survive it. I think the bigger problem is what you're going to see on defense with Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. Um, and Watt didn't play much this year, but when he did, he was very impactful. Mm-hmm. They can, and Watt may have signed a multi-year deal, though. I think he did. Chandler Jones's contract is up. It's though. definitely up. I, I I saw that recently. That's big. Marcus Golden, and he's, though. He is so disruptive. And so underrated. And yet everyone Wildly. Um, and Marcus Golden, too. Obviously not Chandler Jones. But Marcus Golden has just done nothing since he got traded back to Arizona from the Giants. He's done nothing but been just a pass rushing force. I always liked him. I like him, too. And the Giants wouldn't put him on. Joe Judge would not put him on the field. He would judge. Reason. Yeah, he so he did his first year, full year of the Giants when he had double digit sacks. Yeah, in Pat Shermer's second year, then Gettleman did some backdoor, rarely used thing where basically they tendered him, and if no one signed him to a deal after a certain date, he came back and played on a one year, like oh, yeah. five point eight million dollar deal with the Giants, which he was pissed about. Yeah, and then because he was pissed about it, he apparently got benched, and then they traded him, even though he was clearly our best pass rusher in twenty twenty. Before the trade. Yeah, I think, I forget what that's called, but it's basically like, oh, if you want to trade us a second round pick for this guy, you can have him. 
And if if he won't, then he stays on our roster. It wasn't. No, that's restricted. It, he wasn't restricted. It was some other thing because the Giants would not have gotten compensation for him. Oh, it was. Just, I thought that was the it, case. It was just no. They. I think they just had the team had to pay more than the tender. I think that's all it was. The Giants would have got nothing mm. for him because he was a veteran player. Restricted free agents are always on their first contract. That's how restricted free agents work. This was something else that I'd never heard of, and apparently it was like a gentleman's agreement that you don't do it. Oh. Which I'm not, you know, it, it exists if, there's, yeah. if the Players Association hates it, negotiated out of the CBA. But apparently it wasn't done often, and Golden took exception to it, even though he still got paid. Like, he, he wasn't getting market attention that he wanted. He got paid, like, $5.75 million or whatever. Mm. But they didn't use him. And then they yeah. traded him and got nothing for him. And he's, he's been an excellent uh, compliment to Chandler Jones ever since, which good on the Cardinals for getting their guy back. But... Just another scratch of the head. Let's play O'Shane Zimenez and Lorenzo Carter and leave Pro Bowl Marcus Golden <laughs> on the side because he, he doesn't like that Dave Gettleman did him dirty. Ugh. I really hope that those days of whatever that was are over because if now that you can establish that Mara may or may not have had his hands all over everything, even if he doesn't have his hands over that move, he's got his, his dirty – Greasy old man Gettleman on it. That's a Mara <laughs> move. Then get that shit out of there. Um, I yeah. So to, back to your original question. Jalen Hurts deserves way more of a pass that he doesn't deserve because he still lost the game. But way more of a pass than Kyler Murray for two reasons. One, Kyler Murray's better than Jalen Hurts right there. Mm. Right, right off the bat, that's the easy one. The second one is the Eagles did mess that up via game plan. The Cardinals got beat. And the Eagles got beat, too. But the Eagles did not do anything to give themselves a reasonable shot to win that game. They saw that Brady got two touchdowns on him quick, and they mm -hmm. panicked. Yeah, that was, that was one it. thing that they could not do because they're not built to play that game. Yep. So either go down swinging the game that you can play, which, sure, they may have been, you know, it may have been 31-14 in the third quarter. And, you know, you're like, oh, would we throw now? Like, nope, keep running. <laughs> Honestly, Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it, it was your only shot, right? Well, yeah. Hope for a turnover. Um, it it is what it is. But that game plan was never going to work. We knew it, and if mm -hmm. we know it, and we're just a couple guys sitting around talking about football, the guys that were running the Eagles certainly should have known it, and yet they fell into that trap anyway. They did. So let's bring this back to the other games in the divisional round this week. So we talked about Bengals and Titans on Saturday night, highly anticipated NFC matchup between the Niners at Lambeau against the Packers. What's your feel there? I think the Packers are going to win. They're, they're five-and-a-half-point favorites. Which is – I mean, the Niners are hot. I, I want the Niners they to are. win. They are. I want the they're Niners to win. They're red hot. There's something about the Packers that they're good and they're exciting. And oh, they, they I win. love to see I them would lose. Love to see, I would love to see the Packers lose. Um, we – for. Uh, Cara finds tears yeah. for um, Aaron Rodgers' smug sense of self-satisfaction mm. being stripped down, especially if yeah. he plays like he did um, the last two times he played the Niners in the playoffs when he just completely shit the bed. And Rodgers always seems shit the bed proof, but he's not. He's a guy who has bad games like everyone else except for Tom Brady. Um, except Tom Brady seemingly in that NFC Championship game last year. He, uh, he, he threw three picks. He did, yeah, but he... he got the game winning drive <laughs> yeah <laughs> they let him they left him in it yeah um rogers rogers is fine i think the packers are gonna win i actually think the packers might win handily 
it's all about how this week off went for them. Because um, mm-hmm. the rest is great for teams that can handle it and terrible for teams that need the momentum. The Packers are a team that's been in the playoffs consistently with a ton of veteran leadership on it that know what the heck goes into, you know, prepping for the playoffs. Their coaching staff's now been to the NFC Championship game two years. I mean, this is a team that should benefit from the week off, that should know how to carry themselves, that should handle the situation, what, swimmingly. They should win this game and host whoever the heck wins in Tampa, um, which it could be either team, uh, next week in the uh, NFC Championship game. Will they do that? I don't know. The Niners are really good, and the Green Bay defense isn't. It's not a bad defense, but if Shanahan can Shanahan it up with mm-hmm. what using Debo as a everything as a Swiss Army knife and Elijah Mitchell as some weird gadget running back now mm-hmm. who can still run between the tackles and George Kittle as the ultimate X factor, probably the most X factory X factor in the game, including Devontae Adams. Um, the Niners have a real shot. I think that I think that the Niners have to stop Rodgers early. Rodgers yeah. is prone to getting frustrated if you can stifle him early. Doesn't mean he won't overcome it, but I think that's your meal ticket. If you have a game plan to stall them out on their first two or three drives and then go from there, it would help if you got a lead. But the thing is, the Niners are good enough and the Packers' defense is vulnerable enough where they could get a, a lead. Um, and then Rodgers... He's still good playing from behind. I, that, that it's gonna be a great game. I really do. I think this is gonna be a great game. I that one, I think is going damn near classic. And I don't know who's gonna wow. win it, but um, th- this is a killer matchup from the history standpoint. From the way these two teams are playing, um, the the Niners were and in some ways are desperate. The Packers have been the favorite since week two. Sure. Um, and they've they've earned that right. I. I, I think it's going to be the Packers, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. I agree with you there. And I think you make a good point about how this game looks early. will tell you a lot about how it's going to be because there's a part of me that sees Rogers just coming out, throwing lasers. If he can, he will. And you know, like one of these games where he's getting Devontae Adams involved early and you just know it's going to be a monster game for the two of them. If that's the case, I don't see – I can see San Francisco keeping it close for a little while, but then just getting boat raced. If I'm the Niners, I'm doing everything in my power to stop Devontae Adams from beating me. And the Packers can run the ball, yeah. so that's not like – that. if you stop Adams, that doesn't mean you've stopped the Packers. That's definitely not the case. But, God damn, no, some, but you know someone what? else needs to beat me. Absolutely. I would, just like you said, I'd be – I'd be doubling Devontae Adams and trusting that my defensive line can and my damn good linebackers can handle the business in the run game and say Equinemia St. Brown, uh, Lazard, Lazard, Cobb. Yeah, someone uh, else beat us. Anyone else. Yeah. If I get burned. And that is when. Uh, Rodgers turns to wide receivers two, three, and four, and they start making mistakes. They're not where they should be. It happens. That's when he gets frustrated. Valdez Scanling is prone for a drop and a mistake pretty much every game. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I won't necessarily say the same for Lazard. He's not. But he doesn't have the explosive skill set that Adams or Valdez Scanling have. Um, the the Packers. 
if the Niners, the, the Niners can get the push up front, although the Packers have Bakhtiari back. He's apparently completely healthy. And Elshin Jenkins. And whoever the hell they drafted this year that was playing both those spots while those two oh. dudes were out. Um, I, boy. But if the 49ers are smart. They don't say Nick Bosa is our left end or our right end. They mm-hmm. literally identify the worst O-lineman and line Nick Bosa up in yeah. front of him. Um, it's, yeah, it's, put your biggest strength on their biggest weakness and just let them feast. That is what, you know, like, it seems so obvious, right? It seems pretty obvious. And Although not everyone has Nick Bosa. Yeah, but but doesn't it seem so obvious to put your best player against their worst player and just see if you can wreck the game? Yes. And and it feels like so few times you see that. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't usually work out that way. I mean, how many times did you see and I don't watch a lot of Washington they're not playing the Giants, but I don't recall Chase Young lining up inside at all this year. Now he missed the second half of the season, but he was an outside rusher all year from what I can tell, and they have good D tackles, maybe that's the reason why. Probably. But yeah, none they... of them are Chase Young. Yeah. So if your tackles are team, if your opponent's tackles are good, and the Packers' tackles are good, uh, let's get that sweet meat in there and the, with the guards, uh, sure. which yeah. the Niners are going to do it, and they've got enough on the D line in general to get pressure with four. And when you records go out the window in this type of situation, when both teams are relatively evenly matched, which I would argue these two are, can you get pressure with four? 49ers can absolutely get pressure mm-hmm. with four. Now, the Niner offense definitely isn't as good as the Packer offense, but can the Packers get pressure with four? Because the Niner O-line's all right. Nothing wrong with that. And I, the Packers have not been a great pass-rushing team this year. So it's hard for me. And I actually see them as a team that's better against the pass than the run, and I could be wrong. If that like That's just a gut sense. Who, the Packers? Yeah. I mean... They've got a good secondary, so that would hold up. And Rashawn Gary's had a nice year. I think Preston Smith is healthy. No, no Zadarius Smith, who's obviously the better of the two Smiths. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've not been – they're not a bad defense. They, have, not, they um, have a good defensive tackle. Uh, Kenny Clark. That's it. Um, they're a good team. The defense is not bad, but it's not played like past Packer defenses this year. They're, they're, get, they're gettable. Um, I mean, hell – the Lions, well, well, there was probably a lot of backups in the second half of that game, but the Lions were scoring in the first half when the Packers were playing. So that's one game. Um, I, it, this is going to be a good game. This is going to be a real good game. And I could see the Niners doing a lot of things on offense that we've not seen them do before. Because, Definitely unscouted looks. Right, because this is – Shanahan's all about it. He No one uses motion better. And you could see a lot of things that um, you otherwise uh, hadn't seen the rest of the season. And then you'll see some more new stuff next week if they happen to win and go to, good Lord, if the Niners win this game and are going to Tampa or going to L.A. If they go to L.A., I'm picking the Niners. If they somehow win this game and they go to L.A., I'm picking the Niners. Tampa, I don't know. I'm not betting against Tom Brady. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, certainly not. But – um, again, I will absolutely be rooting for the Niners this week. No, that one's a hard yes. I would love to see, just because everyone likes to see David beat Goliath. And the Niners aren't the best example of David because they were two years removed from a Super Bowl. They've got largely the same amount of players that they, same num, same successful players they had from two years ago. And um, they underachieved early in the year, but they've been hot as hell mm-hmm. since George Kittle came back. Um, but 
Packers are the perfect iteration of Goliath. Um, so let's go, David. Let's uh, see it, Niners. But I'm taking the Packers in, oh, God, I'm going to say last second win, uh, possibly overtime, field goal to win it. I could see, like, the Niners giving them less than a minute. And Rodgers has a just, timeout. I was gonna in say, the just sideline. like we were said with Brady last week, he, forty seconds and a timeout is plenty of he time. He did it to him this year. He did it to the Niners this year. They gave him forty-two seconds and I think zero timeouts, and he three throws and, <laughs> and then kicked the game-winning field goal. Which, by the way, I was clutching the seat of this sofa so tight in that final drive in the. Cowboys Niners game when they were just playing that super oh, soft that they, that defense. San Fran just let them come down the field. Yeah. It made no sense. I mean, literally just playing 10, 15 yards off the ball, and they were just doing whatever they wanted. They would have ran Garoppolo out of town if they lost that game, and rightfully oh, so. That pick was how do you, not just the pick. How do you not let Trent Williams get set? How do you not let Trent Williams get set? Oh. You're a veteran quarterback, dude. That's right. Yeah, that's, that, it's insane. The game was over. Yeah, that's then, it. Yeah, you're right. You play bad defense, like for, San Francisco. Because that was a fourth down, was it not? That was fourth down. They were going for it on fourth, right? And then it, and then it, they got called for the and five and a half. Yeah, and they punted, and then that's when they were playing the soft uh, baby cake D, which is also frustrating. But they shouldn't have even been in that situation, right? Yeah, but I, yeah, I completely forgot about that terrible. It was awful. The Niners let them back into that game every yeah. which way. They were beating them handily, handily. And Dallas is good enough if you give them those kind of looks. They're going to take advantage of them eventually. And I thought what Troy Aikman said this week was interesting from um, just like a pure X's and O's standpoint. And, and almost he was demonizing like the game plan because he said – For the Niners for and the, the final no, for oh. the Cowboys. He said, you know, you have this game plan, but they're leaving CeeDee Lamb in single off coverage – why doesn't C.D. Lamb have 10 catches at halftime? And he's right. Yeah. It, it defies – the 49ers secondary is not great, and they were giving that to them, and they didn't take it because they wanted to run the ball and they wanted to do things off of play action. But why aren't you running eight-yard slants with C.D. Lamb? He's physical enough to, to win mm -hmm. those matchups every time if, you're, if they're giving it to him. And, and they the, that's play calling. I mean, you can blame Dak if you want to, but that's play calling. Um, and, and Troy Aikman was right. There was no reason, especially early in that game, for the Cowboys to not be taking advantage of what the 49er defense was giving them. It defies logic. No one is such a guru that, you know, they're going to out-scheme what a defense is already, like, giving you for free. They're playing seven-man in the box, you run the ball. If they're playing uh, off coverage on your very talented outside wide receivers – you know, you, you got to take that, especially you're a prolific passing team, mm -hmm. right? It's not like you're the Giants. <laughs> you can throw the ball. Do it. It, it, it defies logic, but it, caught, it cost them their, it did. Their, their season, the season that the Cowboys, listen, I don't think they were going to make a run because they limped into the playoffs regardless of whatever beating down the Eagles' third stringers made them feel like. <laughs> but they were built to win. They, this is a team that was good enough to win against any other team in the NFL, and they could have if they uh, played their cards right. And unfortunately for them, fortunately for this Giants fan and mm -hmm. that Eagles fan, uh, they did right. it. But um, so bring that same energy, San Francisco. <laughs> I'll be bringing it on my end, rooting for you. Yes, go San Fran <laughs> as a thank you for taking out the dreaded Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Go, go San Fran yeah. this week. We'll see what happens next week. This week, 
Um, although I don't know, do I want Brady to get eight? I have no, probably not. Um, but then again, at this point, what's the difference? I definitely don't get want, twelve. Let I him get twelve. Definitely don't so want he, Drew to feel the thrill of a back to back. Of a back to back. Yeah, yeah. Now he's got a baby dynasty in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> three Super Bowls is rare air. There aren't too many franchises with three or more Super Bowls. So, gotta gotta keep Tampa from getting that. Um, I'm taking the pack. I'm taking them late. Definitely one possession game. I can see this game going to overtime. Some crazy things are going to happen at the end of this game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great football game. I'm really looking forward to it. My gut feel is a 49ers score, whether by field goal or touchdown, puts them ahead late. But there's too much time. On yeah, the clock. yeah. Rogers is either going to tie it and force overtime, or yeah. he's just going to win it outright at the end of the fourth quarter. I, yeah. I see the exact same thing uh, happening. Yeah, I just I feel that in my bones. But um, hoping against hope that that's not the case. And you know, if you come into a situation where you got the ball and you f- forced the the Packers to use all their timeouts, and you got one more play to run, wait. Wait for your all-pro left tackle to get set. <laughs> please. Please. Ah, that that play should never happen again. The oh. fact that it happened, the first the play clock wasn't even close to running down. Like, they had, like, seven seconds left on the play clock. No, there I think that no was – I think it was just, like, they were just anxious. He was just, his, like – Yeah, his cadence was yeah. amped up. I mean, come on, man. That's That penalty can never happen. It, it can never happen. Um, Rams, Bucks. Let's talk a little bit about it. And then we'll talk. And then we'll close with Bills Chiefs. Oh, they are all these are such great games. These are the games that you wanted to see when all these teams played each other in September and October, and they're happening. It's fantastic. Um, Rams Rams look real good because yeah. Arizona is not a bad team by any stretch, and they've been flat too, the same way Dallas has. But boy, did the Rams look good. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Something happened in that game that's not going to happen against Tampa. The Rams ran the ball 38 times. It, that's They're not running the ball 38 times against Tampa. That's not happening. Yeah, right. They might want to. Hell, they might even try to, though I doubt it. Yeah, but I don't they're, think so. they're, it's not going to happen. I, do you want to know where I think that the Rams win this game? Beckham. Beckham's playing mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. I think he's like the number one rated uh, wide receiver right now. He has, I think he's the most weeks. touchdown catches. He has six, I think he has six touchdowns in the last five weeks of play. And that's the, so he's, he's been fantastic. Um, the catch that he had on that uh, wheel route where it was right out front. I was like, what is this? 2015. Look at that guy. Mm. I, Vintage. Well, I want nothing more than for Beckham to sign some big deal in the offseason, which he will. Could be in L.A., could be somewhere else. Um, and him just come out and ball. And you know what? Go to Washington. Just throw it in the Giants' face. <laughs> I. It's so frustrating. Or go to – shit, go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, God. They, or, just, uh, they just traded for Minshew. Oh, my God. <laughs> Minshew to Beckham. I love it. I want to watch that. I want to watch that. I mean, yeah, that is. I'm a Pittsburgh fan now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch that. I want to watch Gardner Minshew throw passes to Odell Beckham. I want it so bad. I, I don't know. Again, I'm. It's hard to pick against Brady. It's foolish. It's yeah. downright foolish to pick against Brady. Um, I don't think I'm going to do it. But 
could this game go either way? Absolutely. I think just the fact that the Rams beat the Bucks this year. There's so much talent on both sides of the ball for both of these teams. Yes. However, Tampa is missing Godwin, and they're missing Antonio Brown, obviously. Yeah, that is big. And, I mean, that's actually, when you talk about matchups, no doubt about it, Ramsey is going to be traveling with Mike Evans And he's big enough to play day. with him. And no matter where he goes, slot, outside, doesn't matter. Ramsey's going to be on him. I, if the Rams are smart, and they've been smart with Ramsey, I think that that's the only place you put him. If Gronk beats you, Gronk beats you. But you can't let Evans beat you. Not when you have the ability to potentially shut him down. And when's the last time Ramsey got beat? Like, not on a play, but like in a game. When's the last time Ramsey had a bad game? I don't remember. I, there's, it's happened. Honestly, there's, it but happen. nothing jumps out to me. No. It, he, the dude is insane. He's as good as advertised. Um, he's he should, In all phases, too. It's yeah, not like, he's a great tackler. Yeah, it's not like he's a pure cover guy who doesn't want to you know, get his nose dirty. I mean, he does it all. Does it all. And he's he's not. he doesn't get a lot of pass interferences. He doesn't get a lot of uh, holding penalties. He's just he's the best corner. Certainly he's the best corner since Darrell Revis. That's without like you can't debate it. He's pushing for I think, you know, obviously he's got to play a few more years. He's pushing for best corner of all time. And now the thing that he doesn't have that Neon Dion's got is all those picks. Um because no one throws at Ramsey. Yeah. But that might be same Revis had the same problem. Um but no one threw a Revis. So is that uh, to me that is a better mark than at least people were willing to try Dion. The NFL was different then. The analytics didn't play into how you try guys. If you Dion Sanders was covering your best wide receiver, you were still going to go to your best wide receiver because he was your best wide receiver. That was nineties yeah. football. But um, in this day and age, it's hard not to put Ramsey up there with uh, any all time great up to this point. Boy, that resume just keeps getting better. If he's not on Evans, eighty percent of the snaps minimum. Yeah, the the Rams have done something silly. They have they have shot themselves in the foot because Evans will beat them, um, especially in any single coverage that isn't with Ramsey. But Gronk will beat them. They've got a problem. Like Brady, Godwin's a huge loss because he's a chain mover. Mm-hmm. But Brady's still got two ridiculous mitch, mismatch. Excuse me, targets. Uh, that God Godwin's not a mismatch. Godwin's just a really good wide receiver. Um. But Evans and Gronk, mismatch mm-hmm. city. And it, I don't. What's playoff Lenny's status for this game? I actually don't know. Oh, I don't know. I know he missed last week. Yeah, he, um, he didn't dress last week. And actually, Ronald Jones, I think, got banged up in that game early, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, Frankly, they weren't running a whole lot, and and, but, and they ran well to. anyway. Without like, what's his name? Was uh, Keyshawn Vaughn? Yeah. He had an his first. Right this, game. you know what, that killed me. His first touch, he broke off a seventeen-yard run right up the middle, and I was like, oh, "This is the day that we're gonna have." <laughs> I mean, yeah. Jesus! It was the day you had uh, Leonard returned yep. to practice. Yeah, uh, that that's encouraging, mm-hmm. but not uh, in any way, shape, or form conclusive. Um, I uh, I imagine that he's gonna play now. Is he healthy enough to play his regular workload? Meh, who knows? Do they need him? Uh, maybe. I don't know. The Rams' offense. It's Honestly, this game might just come down to what the hell is Stafford going to look like. I think so. Like, if Stafford plays great, 
the Rams probably will and should win this game. But great's a great's a big word. But it, you know, I think Brady's going to play point. like Brady. And you made the same point last week when we were talking about this matchup. And I was so fixated on how this defense was going to manage Brady, how they're going to deal with him. And you said it yourself. The real challenge is that Eagles offense against that Bucks defense. And that absolutely proved to be right. And I can't help but be a touch concerned about how Stafford will play against this defense. I think against the, this Todd Bowles defense. I, I think that's a problem. I mean, they've got three good pass rushers, all of whom are healthy and playing well. They can obviously stop the run, but I think the Rams want to run the ball. For as long as McVay's been there, they are a run-first team. This year is no different. Everything that they do is off the run. They love running play action. They mm-hmm. love getting you inching towards the box because they run the ball well and then letting Stafford take advantage of uh, whatever single coverage mismatches you're giving him. Are the Rams going to be able to run on this team? They did when they played in September. They ran on them. It wasn't like super efficient, look at them, light up the box score running numbers, but they were efficient enough to move the chains, and the Bucks had to be uh, at least cognizant of the Rams running the ball, which allowed Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, uh, no, Robert Woods didn't do shit in that game, but allowed Cooper Cup <laughs> and Tyler Higby to have uh, good games. I think Van Jefferson had a long touchdown, and I think Deshaun mm. had a long touchdown in that game. <laughs> Shit, must have been a home game. It's that I, this. I'm not picking against Brady. I, I'm going to pick the Bucks, but mm-hmm. I will say that with the absolute caveat that if Stafford balls, I, I'm actually going to take the Rams. I just Stafford's not Brady, and the Cardinals aren't a bad team, but they're not the Bucks. So I, I don't know. Stafford wasn't particularly great in that game, and it's not his fault. He didn't have to be. They ran the ball 38 times. Yeah. But and turned them over twice, like two really bad interceptions. Yes. Um but I'm gonna take the Bucks I I'm gonna take the Bucks by double digits. But caveat Whoa. caveat if if Stafford balls if Stafford yeah. keeps pace, just is, is fantastic. Because I don't think the Rams – the Rams are going to run the ball, and the Rams might be okay at running the ball, but it's not going to win them the game. Yeah. Uh, if the, if Stafford plays – like Stafford played in the September matchup when he had like 400 yards and four touchdowns, the Rams will win this game. Probably. <laughs> 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 but I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that Brady's going to be Brady – Gronk's going to be Gronk. Evans is probably going to have a quietish day. And the Bucks' defense is going to be relatively stifling. The thing that I can't get away from, though, is Von Miller is healthy. And he wasn't healthy most of the time he was a Ram up to this point. But he was healthy last week. And boy, was he wrecking shit. Because they doubled. If you watch the beginning of that game, they were doubling Donald. Mm. And Von Miller was wreaking havoc. Von Miller was destroying everything that Arizona wanted to do. Now, Tristan Wirfs is, pra- is back in practice. Jensen's back in practice. Oof. Both of them look like I- – I- I'm going to assume that they're going to at least give it a go, right? Tristan Wirfs is better than whoever the hell the Cardinals' right tackle is. But Oh, sure. Good Lord. If Von Miller and Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald are going to be playing like they played mm. against Arizona – I. It- it's that's hard to pick against, but I'm picking against. I can't pick against Brady. I can't do it. It's tough. 
Um, and you know, you make a good point about Tristan Wirfs because he went out in that game last week. It looked like an ankle. He looked bad on it too because he came back. He, he played. came he back. I give him all the credit in the world for coming back, but he could not. And no, he gave a bad sack because he couldn't. He, yeah, that's right. And whoever came in after him, Swiss cheese. Yes, turnstile. Uh, it was Nate Solder in a w- different man's uniform. Yes. Yeah, because he he made. I mean, Ryan Kerrigan. He, he looked great. <laughs> He looked like vintage Ryan Kerrigan, honestly, just like bull rushing. Did he look that way at all this year? This is the only time. <laughs> Literally, like the only time. Like he, I don't. I think you know he played. I, Kerrigan played like three hundred plus snaps, and had like one tackle for loss Ooh. all year. And, he, and then he finished. He the finished. Eagles defense wasn't bad. No, he just he literally just did not produce. <laughs> And then and then he got Werfs out and then he worked over whoever the hell was that yeah, that that right guard. Again, I had just fired the jersey on. Werfs goes out. Weird shit happens. Um the last matchup. Wait, wait, wait. Who are you taking in uh Tampa? I, I honestly LA. like in these moments I Oh, this one's hard. This, I have, this is the hardest yeah. one up to this point. For the point you made, like, how could I ever bet against Brady? People keep doing it, and they they keep being wrong. But I mean, he doesn't win the Super Bowl every year, so he's only got seven. You know what? This is so. This really is so hard because I actually really like how the talent on the Rams stacks up against the Bucks. But I don't know. There's this like sense in me that says that Stafford might wilt. I, it's a very real possibility. And you know who's not wilting? Tom Brady. I know that for a fact. Um, Tom Brady might not be great on Sunday, but he's not going to be bad. This is true. And, he, and he, also, he, he might be great. Because <laughs> he's like 80% of the time, he's absolutely fantastic. But yeah. he, he's, got, he's always needed help. He's, got a, he's obviously still got weapons, but it's not the same. This is not the juggernaut that they came in and steamrolled uh, you know, the first two-thirds of the season with. Godwin's a ginormous loss. Um, I, it's, this is, it's a hard one. I, the, the, is this the hardest one of the week? It well, feels uh, it. Really? What about Bill's Chiefs? It's also tough. <laughs> and I don't really – I'll have to test my gut when we get there. But you know what? I'm going to say the optimist in me, I guess. What you want to see the Rams win? I want to see the Rams win, so I'm going to say that they win. I, I couldn't. I could not even tell you a score. I have no idea what the score in this game is. Be. <laughs> I, I couldn't. Tell. Um, I said double digits because I just that Stafford is more likely to shit the bed than Brady. This is totally true. And if that happens, then the Bucks will roll. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take the Rams. I have no idea what this final score is going to be. I'd love to see. Two road winners in the NFC. Uh, you know what? I'm thinking about this now. Oh, my God. Tampa's defense isn't bad. No, it's not. The, the secondary is kind of bad. No, it's that's not even bad. It's just not great, but their front seven is pretty great. Oh, God. I have no idea how to pick this game. You want to know why? Because I keep thinking of the different things that could happen. Like, what, Absolutely. What Jalen Ramsey just, just snags one, yeah. right? Like that game changer. Yeah. This this game is going to be great, too. God. We, we're getting weird. This might be some of the can't best you, playoff can't football. Can't you also see like um, just like a, a beautiful 
like Ramsey pass breakup again, like no interception, but a pass breakup that she gets gets intercepted. Sure, and run back, you know, All and sets up a scoring drive. Totally possible. Completely possible. Leonard I, Floyd strip sack. I, I Von I Miller strip sack. Von Miller is going to have a massive game. I don't know why, but watching him in that Cardinal game, I'm like, shit, this is like 2015 Von Miller. There you he go. looked Fucking great. MVP. And for the first time, Super Bowl MVP Von Miller. Yes, and for the first time in his career, he is not the most blocked guy. Yeah, right. It's insane. And, and by the way, that guy, that white dude who plays opposite Aaron Donald, uh, on the Rams, on the Rams, who's like apparently like Aaron Donald's best friend. I actually don't know who you're talking about. That guy also balls out. I, mean, I got, I gotta find, I gotta pull up his name. He's literally rushing the passer next to Von Miller, Aaron Donald, and Leonard Floyd. He better be all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one is paying attention to you, dude. Um. Yeah, no doubt he benefits from that. Um, is it Greg Gaines? It is. It is. Greg Gaines stays on the field for passing downs. I thought oh, he was yeah. just a, Dude, a run stuffer. And you know what? Like I've seen him track dudes down. I saw yeah? Him, I saw him make a shoelace sack on Kyler Murray. Not last week, but earlier in the year. I, if he did it any year, that's impressive. Kyler Murray is no, fast this as hell. This guy's got to like, hustle. He's, he's got, got moves. He's got, he's got He's a motor. He's, got, he's, he's definitely he's got a motor. motor. And Donald's been teaching him how to use them hands. Oof, no one does it better. His handwork is insane. And in that Cardinal game, they started, like, or I should say they stopped doubling Donald. And the second they did that, he ruined the game. <laughs> it was ruined already, but he just made sure that it stayed ruined. Um, I, I, That's hard to pick against. That just that mm-hmm. threesome right there. Apparently foursome, because Greg Gaines is, is fierce. Um, Leonard <laughs> Floyd... Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller. I can't. That is hard to pick against, yeah. and yet they're going up against Tom Brady. So uh, there's part of me that wants. To, I I don't know. I want to stay with my gut, but then I want to be exciting and think like the Rams. I, the Rams could take this game over on defense. I don't think Tampa's defense is good enough to take a game over unless Stafford shits the bed. There are so many possibilities here. This game could go any which way. Um. And. Shoot, whoever wins it has just as good a chance as whoever wins the the uh, Green Bay San Fran game, just because they had to play one another. You know, they had to mm-hmm. play Tampa or LA depending on who wins. I'm going to stick with the Bucks, but I have no idea what the score is. But I'm pick. I'm taking. I, I like the teams evenly. I'm taking yeah. Brady over Stafford, which sure. it's fair. Everyone would. I wouldn't fight you on that. I'm going to still stick with the Rams. Bills, Chiefs in Kansas City. Josh Allen literally pitched the bo- the first perfect game in NFL playoff history, um, which is a thing they made up last year when he did it. No, last year, last week when he did it. Um, he had only touchdowns on his offensive possessions until the end of the fourth quarter when they kneeled the ball. So he didn't punt. He didn't kick a field goal. They didn't punt. They didn't kick a field goal. They didn't fumble. They didn't throw an interception. Josh Allen and the Bills got the ball. Josh Allen and the Bills scored touchdowns until they said, oh, this game's over. Let's kneel it out. (laughs) There are so many players on both of these teams that I personally like that I would love to see. You know, it it, it makes makes it hard for me to pick a winner. Or or have a true rooting interest, honestly. I like the fresh blood element. I'm wanting the Bills. However, Patrick Mahomes is another great quarterback. What is Josh Allen? Um, but Josh Allen is not Patrick Mahomes. There aren't too many people who are Patrick Mahomes. Um, this one's hard. I mean, what the Bills did to the Patriots last week, that is not easy. 
Like, just take anything else that you've seen out of the equation. Which defense is better, the Patriots defense or the Chiefs defense? Pats. Not, it's not even close. Like, the Pats defense was the best defense in football in October and November this year. They yeah. were absolutely insane. They did taper off towards the end of the season. And the Bills came in and absolutely demolished them. And it was the run game, In the second too. straight matchup between the two of them. Yeah, and yes, they did it in December, too. Um, after that embarrassing, albeit weather-driven, <laughs> yeah, weird game. that Fluky game that I definitely needed... More from Josh Allen <laughs> and Stephon Diggs, yes, yeah, and yeah, the you, kicker for yeah, crying out yeah, loud. You, yeah, you you got me with a perfect storm of, of uh. losing. Um, and that game was correctly treated like a write off, not well, yeah. like we're a bad team now. Yeah, it that's was, an outlier. Boy, we yeah we got well, they had two because they also lost to Jacksonville. Oh, but but uh, since the win game, the Bills have been damn near unstoppable. Oh. And everyone knows what the stakes are. No one's looking past this game. It's not like they're playing. It's not like the Raiders somehow snuck into this game. They're playing the Chiefs. They know what they're going up against. Yeah. Um, but I wish this game was in Buffalo. It would work to the Bills' advantage. Yeah. They're uh, oh, and that's crazy to say because the Chiefs can run the ball, but Josh Allen is ridiculous. He will run in any situation effectively. And it's crazy because you would think after they paid him all that money, because he is such a great passer, you paid him all that money, he would be tapering. He's run more this year than I feel like he's run any other year. Designed runs, impromptu runs. He does get down. He doesn't take a lot of hits. But good Lord, that guy does not give a shit about <laughs> what he's supposed to do or what is going to happen to him. He is an absolute competitor. I love it. Yeah. I love everything about the guy. And the Josh Allen effect is already clearly rippling into – it's going to ripple into this upcoming draft. Josh Allen is – talk about an outlier. That guy does not pan out usually. Josh Allen is a special dude. No. The guy who had no college experience, right? I think he started for three years, but was that Wyoming? Yes. Right? And he was mediocre, but they're like, whoa, look at his arm. He's got a Jamarcus Russell kid. But he was not accurate, though. Right. No, and he wasn't accurate his first two years in the NFL. The, the perfect he he went to the perfect place coupled with the fact that he's probably the perfect guy mm-hmm. to be this transcendent ridiculous corn fed talent <laughs> that never works out it never works out but w- one game and, and to win any NFL game at this current juncture in their career I'm taking Pat Mahomes I'm not taking Josh Allen and this is one game but there are two teams playing this game, and I can't ignore what the Bills did last week. That is impressive. They yeah. fucked up a Bill Belichick defense. Like, absolute demolished, foot on the neck, killed a Bill Belichick defense. That never happens, especially in the playoffs. They had no chance. The Patriots, no answer. No. No solution. They literally got bow raised. Yes. I mean, to use that term again, they... that. That literally happened to them. And the Chiefs did it to the Steelers, too. Although, granted, the Steelers put up some points, but the Steelers' defense has been very inconsistent this year. The Patriots' defense has been great this year. I'm taking Bills in the slight upset because it's not a big one. Um, you don't happen to have a spread in front of you, do you? I do. I'm looking at it. Um, Kansas City, just two-point favorites. Wow. So the Bills are actually neutral site. They'd be a one-point fl- favorite. Yeah. Built-in three-point. Um I'm taking the Bills. I'm taking the Bills in a tight one. It's going to be another great game. Um, I think both 
Mahomes and Allen have good games, maybe not great games. Um, maybe whoever has the better game wins the game. I'm not sure. I'm just gut feeling. I think the Bills are steamrolling into this game, not out of it, and mm-hmm. they're going to win. Um, uh, in Kansas City in a tight one could go either way. Won't be surprised, but I'm, my gut's telling me Bills. That's what I'm pulling for. That's who I'd like to see win. That's who I'm going to take. It feels exciting. Um, interesting little um, side note. This is Andy Reid and an Andy Reid disciple going at it once again mm. with McDermott and, of course, Andy Reid. I mean, Andy Reid is basically like a poor man's Bill Belichick. He's not that prolific. He's probably not as good of a coach like X's and O's wise, but yet he's incredibly successful. Yeah, he's got I a mean, tree. Hell, his tree is way more successful oh, than Belichick's for tree. Sure. It's not even close. And and uh, Reed himself is coming from the Bill Walsh tree, which is obviously an impressive tree by itself. Um, yeah, I, whew, I, uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Bills. Uh, uh, yeah, any four four of these games can go either way. It really feels that way. And boy, I hope they're awesome because I feel like they're gonna be awesome. This feels like we're gonna have one of the better divisional. Weak matchups that we've had in a while. Um, I feel like the only one that could be disappointing is the first game tomorrow. That Bills tight, that Bengals Titans matchup. It could be. I don't know why. It just feels like it's more lackluster from start. The Titans are not exciting. Like there's no, <laughs> there's no way. And and Derrick Henry might make them more exciting, but the Titans are not an exciting team. The Bengals have become one. Yeah. Um, but it's the Tannehill effect. The Titans, it's the Tannehill effect, but it's also the game they play. Because even when Henry went out, they wanted to scratch and claw mm-hmm. and run. and Because Tannehill's not a prolific passer, but they don't want to do that anyway. So if the Titans can get the Bengals to play their game, which the Titans are good enough to do, um, basically the Bengals need an early lead in this game to, to take that out. But the, the, the interesting thing about the Bengals is they're going to keep throwing no matter what. Yeah, they're, there's no. They're up. They're throwing. They're down. Of course, they're throwing. It's even. Let's throw, right? Like they, they Burrow. I like what Burrow said after the playoff win last week. They asked him about how big this is because it's the first Cincinnati playoff win in 31 years. Oh, and he God. right that's it's such a long time. The oh. Jets have a playoff win more recently. Yeah. The Browns had a playoff win more recently. That's agonizing. Um, and he said, it's great, huge win, I'm really happy that we, we did that mm-hmm. and got the people of Cincinnati a playoff win after such a long draft. Because this is not a big deal. Was, this is the new norm. If we're not at least doing this every season, that season will be a failure. Yeah. So we're looking forward to moving on next week and working hard. And right, like He wasn't gloating. Mm-hmm. He was just saying, this is, this is what Cincinnati's yeah. going to be now. And you know what? When he said it, I believed him. You know, like when Joe Judge said players want to on other teams want to be here, I didn't yeah, believe him. That sounds like bullshit. <laughs> but when Joe Burrow said this is the new norm, this is our standard now, we, we, we need to be doing this every season, I believed him. So what does that mean? Does, I think we've got a perennial playoff contender in Cincinnati probably for the next eight to ten years. And that's exciting because it's probably going to be it is going to be on, on the arm of uh, or the shoulder of Joe Burrow and the ridiculous athleticism of jamar chase but um yeah i could see that game being flat maybe burrow will light it up though he's been lighting everything else up yeah i like that it's in tennessee i just you know i like games on grass 
I like to see these dudes get dirty. Mm, I don't know why. I like to see. I like yeah. to see. The, I like to see the grass stains on the jersey. Working hard. Yeah. <laughs> A little inclement weather. You know, you get the mud on it. Uh, well. You might not see grass stains, but you'll see guys flying all over the place when Derrick Henry runs. Yeah, them. people will be flying like off like a of bowling him. ball knocking down <laughs> pins. Man is ridiculous, and that. So I'm taking Titans, Packers, Bucks. I think <laughs> can't settle on that one. My brain won't settle on the on the Bucks Rams. Uh, it's really tough. And then uh, Bills, and uh, none of those picks were made with any conviction whatsoever. <laughs> it's really hard. I don't even know who I picked for the first game. I don't know who you picked. <laughs> I may not have. I may have somehow managed to avoid it. Um. Well, I'll start fresh and say I'm going with some more some more road teams and take I'll take the Bengals, Niners, Rams and Bills. I'm going all road teams. That's not going to happen. But well, I you know what? Goddamn, would that be an exciting playoff? Incredible. Um, go- which would give the Rams and the Bills home playoff championship games uh, for next week. <sighs> And I, I want the, I want Bills Mafia to have and, that. And I told you already, if the Niners and go to L.A., I'm taking the Niners. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, but uh, let's see. I just want to see some four good games. I'm, I'm, I'm getting myself amped up here. Yeah. Should be four good games. Uh, let, let's see. And uh, let's get a good head coach, Giants. Yeah. Sh- uh, Sheen. Shane. Shane. <laughs> Joe Shane. <laughs> His name's Joe? Yes, first Joe Shane. Okay, well. Joe Shane. So for Joe and Matt, I'm Ant. Joe Shane. Thanks for listening to the Football Heavy Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Stay heavy.